0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 6 of the Clubhouse Podcast. The Scott Pollard, member of the O H Celtics, no big deal. Or the Andrew Bogut from the Lakers episode. So kind of an odd number here in the NBA, but it's an NBA special podcast. So we got we to gotta update you with some NBA numbers. Uh, sitting next to me as always, Big Dill. Dill, how are you?
1: Doing well this uh, Monday afternoon. Got both kitties in here for the old live Live attendance crew, so sure. I Live think, studio uh, audience, right? Yeah, so uh, it's been good, been good.
0: Absolutely. Doge, how's the bubble been treating you up in Cleveland?
2: Oh, it's been treating me well. Staying, staying healthy and safe and, and well-rested as we, uh, <laughs> as we can through the summer here. So uh, no issues here, man. I've been doing well.
0: We're burning through the summer, man. It's almost over. It's kind of ridiculous, but whatever. We move on. Before we move on, let's warm it up. Before we get into the NBA, let's dive in real hard. <clears throat> let's do a, a couple stretches here, maybe a light jog. You know, maybe a lap or two. Dill, I'll let you go first. What uh, What do you got here for your warm up? I think you got a little non-NBA action, if I'm not mistaken. My...
1: Yeah, a uh, little little ice time with Dill here. Um, so being a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, playing the Columbus Blue Jackets again. Still, uh, definitely a memory in my mind as far as how we ended the year last year with a four-zero sweep, um, getting swept by Columbus and attending one of the games in Columbus, being that we are in Cincinnati, and you know, game one from about three p.m. to about nine twenty, 920, nine twenty-five. This is crazy. My heart was racing from about six o'clock onward because of five overtime period game. Um, so that game ended up. I'm trying to get the actual stats of how long it was. So it was five overtime or four overtime periods of 20 minutes. So 80 minutes plus the, the normal 60. So it was 150 plus minutes of hockey in, in a six hour period. So it was, uh, it was exhilarating to finally see that we won three to two and right now we're just uh beginning to record this podcast at the end of um, game four with tampa taking a 3-1 lead but the nhl playoffs are back oh yeah this is time. this is not just the round robin for seating this is a full go for the stanley cup the lord stanley Ooh, lord stanley wow. yeah.
0: playoffs are back there's no doubt In there's no sports. doubt about it multiple sports yes. um doge would you like to go next excuse me Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> I would like to make an announcement. First of all, mini announcement, sidebar. Marcus Smart should have been on the ballot for Defensive Player of the Year, but we'll leave that alone. Second, real announcement the fact that Giannis only got one game for a headbutting Morvitz Wagner is absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. He's a two-time MVP, face of this league, a story that anybody in the world can believe that, hey, if I work hard enough, no matter where I come from, I can be in this league and be a superstar and be famous. And he's picking fights with Mo Wagner on the Wizards who aren't doing anything. I get you're having a bad game. I get that was probably a a block, not a charge. But Giannis, come on, dude. You got to be bigger than that. You got to be better than that. If that was Harden, that was Steph. If that was Braun... That's going to be two games, I'd say. So the fact that he just got to sit out of a game he wasn't going to play in any way is absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, whatever, I'm sure he'll be geared up for the playoffs come tomorrow. But I would have liked to see them give him a suspension of the first game of the playoffs too because you can't be doing stuff like that, especially when you're as big as him. Because LeBron, that would have been a whole thing. We would have never stopped talking about it. So um, not to sit here and like, you know put LeBron on a pedestal, but that's something he would never do. And I just think Giannis needs to realize that he he needs to put himself in that kind of air if he wants to be great like that too. So <clears throat> I get it. You want you want your stars to play, but let's let's make sure we're keeping Giannis in check here. That was a little ridiculous. So that's my warm up. Doge, what about what what do you got here?
2: Uh, it was great to just get another glimpse of of clutch, mellow baby. Oh, uh, nothing the, in better. In the game <laughs> for the for the Blazers to lock in their spot in the, in the closing seconds. Uh, I think the Blazers were still up 3 at the time, but dishing it out to Melo to ice the game and just bang a 3 uh to lock their spot for the playoffs was uh was pretty wild. So cool cool to see that. Uh, I like him on that Blazers team and uh, really looking forward to these playoffs, man. So uh,
0: yeah. <clears throat> it's going to be exciting. Refreshing. It's refreshing. Yeah, definitely really nice nice to have something on the TV that actually really means something too, with these games like the bubble seating actually meant something so you can see people Really going hard in those games, which was a lot of fun to watch. And then now the real deal is starting tonight, which a couple games have already happened, but we're looking forward to, obviously, the ones later. But let's get in here to our first quarter Western Conference bubble update. Um, First topic, well, let me go real quick. First, pour one out for Jaron Jackson and his injury there. That was no good. And then also pour one out for J.J. Redick and the Spurs. Their playoff streaks have both ended. J.J., I think it was 13 years in a row, and the Spurs were 20 years in a row. So, ending those streaks for playoffs, um, big bummer, but it is what it is. So, what has been your favorite Western Conference story and why? You know, what thing in the bubble are you interested in? Um, You know, would it be maybe uh, Dame? Would it be the Suns? Is it Michael Porter Jr.? Um, Doge, I'll have you go first. What's your favorite Western Conference bubble story so far? Yeah, you teased it a little bit, but mine absolutely was uh, watching the Phoenix Suns going into it uh, uh of so the team Western Conference. You know, they weren't mathematically
2: eliminated, but I thought for sure they had no chance of, of even contending for this final spot, but then they pulled off an eight no run in the bubble and then it came down to the last night of, you know, if the Grizzlies lose the Suns have a chance to play in. If the Blazers lose, the Suns have a chance to play in. And neither of those happened. So unfortunately, even going undefeated, they weren't able to make the cut. But uh really fun to watch and obviously they're they're doing something right, playing these better teams and, and knocking them off eight and You know, they're not playing the teams that were down at the bottom of the standings for any of those games. So right. really impressive to watch. Gets you excited a little bit for the uh, for the next season, hopefully they can actually do something to maintain that success. But uh, it was it was fun to watch them do. They were really hot, and
0: uh, you know hopefully they can continue that in next year. No doubt, dude. America's team. Everybody was rooting for the Suns. You know they had a, they did everything they could to to get to the playoffs. It just Dame did a little bit more, and then the Grizzlies just didn't have to, you know, lose that game. And of course, <clears throat> not sure many people know this, but Taylor Jenkins, coach of the Grizzlies, was a big staff guy. For Mike Budenholzer on the Hawks so it was a little hey why don't you sit your guys by the way Giannis is suspended for being an idiot they were gonna win that game so it was a bummer that the Suns couldn't get that but they were super fun to watch and obviously nobody like you're saying expected them to be going 8-0 in the bubble so they were definitely one of my favorite stories. Dill, what about you what was your your favorite story here?
1: So I'm gonna go with a little bit of a different take here okay uh, you mentioned about the Pelicans and JJ Redick not making the the, you know the bubble playoffs here. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So one of the reasons is with their struggling point guard, Lonzo Ball.
0: Ooh, he was bad in the bubble,
1: dude. So okay, before the bubble, bad averaging twelve point four points, seven assists, six plus rebounds, and shot thirty eight plus uh, percent from three. In Orlando. He averaged under six points, seven assists, five rebounds, and shot under 20% from three. So it was uh, it's one of those things oh, where God. there were a lot of players who stepped up and actually played really well. Um, and then Lonzo Ball just sucked. <laughs>
0: he, feeds off, <laughs> was, he feeds off the crowd, man. What can was, you say?
1: That was one of my things where it's <laughs> like, you know. He's a prime time player. So they're going to be shipping him out, I feel like. Yeah, potentially. I mean, it's just not. What you gotta give him. Mean.
0: You gotta give him. Give the man a little time out of the bubble to see what he's like. Give him a summer to fall, I guess. Now, yeah, balling to, to, to work out. All right. Falling. Well, I was gonna say it was gonna be Dame for sure. Just going off, putting the team on his back. Superhero Dame Lillard. So I was gonna go with another one really quick. Uh, with just Dwight Howard being the only guy to show up at the DJ pool party. For the NBA, literally just the only guy there, which is so freaking hilarious. And yeah. of course, like, of all people, it's Dwight, which is so funny. And he's... Faced... Can't, can't he, miss him. All right, no, he, no, he's big, dude. You can't miss <laughs> Dwight Howard. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think favorite story, obviously, just... You can't find a person in America who's going to sit there and tell you that Dame Lillard is, is not good. Because he's been unbelievable. In this bubble. I know they gave... I think they gave the bubble MVP to Devin Booker. Which is yeah. like... Okay, cool. They won every game. But come on. You got 51, 62, and then a 45 after that. And then a monster game in the elimination game. I know that doesn't necessarily count for the bubble games. But... Dame has been putting the team on his back. It has been Dame time ever since they entered Florida. Just check your watch. It says Dame time. I guarantee you. So... I'm ready to see what they're going to do here against these Lakers. And, uh, you know, that's going to segue, ladies and gentlemen, into our second quarter. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Second quarter. Do you think the Scorching Hot Trail Blazers are going to have a chance against the LA Lakers in the first round of the playoffs? A lot of people have been hyping this up. Oh, the Blazers are going to go to the championship. The Blazers can beat the Lakers. The Blazers this, the Blazers that. Doge, are you drinking that Kool-Aid? Are you with Team Braun and AD here?
2: Um, I mean, the Blazers definitely have more of a chance than I would have
0: expected going into going into it. Um, they're, sure. They're the hot team compared to the Lakers, who
2: had been kind of struggling a little bit in the bubble here.
0: Um, not even, not even kinda. They look not yeah. great. Yeah, but um,
2: you know, obviously LeBron had to sit out a little bit with an injury. Um, you know, get him back in, get him well rested. Uh, could be, you know, a better story. I think the Lakers still take this series, but I think it's going to be close. I think it could go to six or seven games. Um, but they actually did
0: give. Uh, Damian Lillard that, that bubble MVP I think the Devin Booker one oh, was, nice. People had,
2: people had said you know maybe people were saying maybe Devin Booker should have been the MVP and then Dame came back and said give him the MVP as long as I get the playoffs but, okay I thought so, that was
0: Dame's <laughs> quote in response to Devin Booker getting it and I was like okay that's fine yeah
2: no so Damian Lillard was the bubble MVP so he's obviously playing the best basketball right now um but I think the Lakers will have a plan to kind of slow him down I would hope that they do um for the Lakers' sake, because otherwise he's just going to be bagging points left and right. Um, but I, I do expect to see a closer series than I would have expected, like I said, probably six or seven games here. But I think the Lake show still takes it on him in the series.
0: Sure. I think uh, I agree with what you're saying, that coming into the bubble, I would have thought, no way this would have been a series whatsoever. I, you know, I would have given them a game probably just because Dame going off. But now you got to think about giving them – two or three games from Dame going off because he's been so good. But then you have to go back and think about how the Blazers don't have one guy on their team that can defend LeBron James, and they barely have a guy who can defend AD. So I just think it's going to come down to those two guys versus Dame. I would say CJ McCollum is going to be a big factor, but I know he's coming off of like a fractured back kind of thing where he's not 100%. And so unless we can get some Olympic, turn back the clock – N- like Nuggets mellow. I don't think they're going to have a chance. Mario Hazonia is not going to be able to gov- cover LeBron, and so they're going to be able to do what they want, and I think that <clears throat> unless the Blazers are super, super hot, this is going to be five or six games, and but probably six, just because Dame, I think, won't let them just go out like that. So I'm sticking with you two on that, Doge. Six, but I could see it going five. I don't think it'll go four, just because Dame's too hot right now. Dill, are you giving the Blazers a chance here? A lot of people have said they might win the... <clears throat> Blazers could win the bubble finals. We're not giving we're not giving them that much love. I hey, I like going that. There yet. We're, we're not a little going
1: there yet. I think LeBron needs to learn. The hot take how machine hasn't been
0: turned on yet.
1: <laughs> LeBron needs to learn how to play basketball again. And they have to
0: figure their offense out. The Lakers don't look good, that's they for have sure. So many
1: people that just do not understand like what's going on. like they do not look like a unit at all. Um, the good thing about where Lillard is in his career, he doesn't need to have all that around him, like a system. He can just do it himself and make things happen. Um, so you can run things off of him if he's shut down from somebody. I don't know who's going to defend him on the Lakers. Right. So if you had like Avery Bradley, well, he'd Rondo's, be, like somebody. Rondo's
0: apparently like back, but he's not going to be in great
1: shape because he's been yeah. out. He's going to play limited so, minutes. I'm assuming getting back. You know, in it'll be him things. and Caruso
0: taking turns on him, which is like, who? KCP is all right, but like you can't be having that be Dion Waiters or Jr. Smith because he'll eat those guys up.
2: Might as well stay back and cherry pick. If that's
1: who's guarding it. <laughs> right, right. And just try to get easy buckets. Um, I, I was telling T earlier this week, I was like, I don't I wouldn't be surprised if the Blazers win in six. Really? I think this is definitely this is probably the last matchup I can't matchup believe I can't believe as a, that as Los a, Angeles wanted to see.
0: Certainly. But still I think like I think the Mavericks, if they would have fallen, but I don't think that was likely. But
1: I think they could beat the Mavericks over. I don't know.
2: Yeah, the Mavs, the Mavs did not have a chance to drop an A. They were so far. Because KP can kind
0: of bang with AD. Either way, I can't believe as a Cavs fan you're falling for this trick. I'm not falling for it. You've yet. seen this. You've so, seen this show before. The Le- I have LeBron seen... coming into the playoffs. Wow, the Cavs don't look very good. I wonder how they're gonna do. <laughs> they just roll yeah. over the East. So so it's, it's just LeBron point... just has to flip the switch. That's like. Until I see that he doesn't have it anymore, you know he's got it in there. And I think he's just frustrated in the bubble because their team's been butt, and he needs him for the real finals. But for this first series, if he has to go out and put fifty on the board every night, he will. And certainly the Blazers can't stop him from doing that. I don't think, but I don't know. I'm not falling for it, just like I wouldn't.
2: I'm not falling for it, I mean, if the if the the thought is that the mismatch Dame would just go off. I think that he absolutely can, but I like Teach said, which was a great point, is that anyone trying to guard LeBron or AD is also just a huge mismatch. Who on the Blazers is going to do that with any success?
0: If Nurkic would have to be much better than I think that he is, and I think he's very good to like really make this a series. Mm-hmm. Like I know the Blazers went to the Western Conference last year, but. I think that was a little bit circumstantial with the Nuggets being really tired. They went and played a bunch of overtime games. So that when that went to seven. The Nuggets are coming off of seven before, I believe. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I, I think that was interesting, especially with beating... A, I thought they should have beat... Or they shouldn't have beat the Thunder last year, but Paul George and Westbrook didn't work out very well. So, I don't know. It's going to be a great series nonetheless, and you're going to have... A lot of back and forth in that game in terms of scoring. Maybe not as much so with the defensive side. But I think that one's uh, tomorrow. So you got some more time to sit and stew on it. Look at the numbers. But I would like to see Melo have a very good series in that. Just for his own you know, legacy, if you will.
2: Me too. And I think you texted us to us, T, but isn't this the first time LeBron and Melo have
0: ever met in the playoffs? Yes, the first time they've ever met. So that could be actually, like, could be huge. Maybe Melo is a big factor, and he can get in LeBron's way because he's the same kind of size, and he's not afraid of him. Or, like, maybe some of the other guys are like, holy crap, like, that's LeBron James. Like, Melo's not going to do that. He's like, yo, that's my boy LeBron. Like, we're, we're, we're chilling. I'll go right. at him, and then I'll pull up and hit a mid-range, and then he'll do the same. And then LeBron will do it four more times, and I'll miss the next to you know <laughs> but excited for it. i think that'll be cool that's gonna be cool yeah i know we there's you would think they would have played one with the knicks Cavs, but that's a shout against the knicks right there <laughs> <laughs> all right let's take a break move to halftime here um i'll kick it back to you doge where can we find the clubhouse specific social media stuff
2: Yeah, you can find us on Facebook at The Clubhouse. And on Twitter and Instagram, they have their same handle. So it's Clubhouse underscore TCSN. So Facebook, The Clubhouse. Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse underscore TCSN. Uh, follow, subscribe, all the above.
0: Sure, sure. Big dilly. Where can we find the Cheap Seats Network? Specific stuff.
1: Yep. Uh, Facebook is at the Cheap Seats Network. It's pretty easy. Just type it in the Cheap Seats Network. Twitter is at the Cheap Seats SN. Pretty simple. You got anything for us today, or not this week? Taking a week off.
2: Suns are next. Wow.
1: Suns or Knicks? The suns Sons. next next the suns are next oh, that's suns, like, nice. the sun's that's next was. Okay. I was
0: like, that's the cheap seats suns next yep perfect <laughs> well check us out on there give us a like give us a follow give us a five star review give us a gold star whatever you are able to do we will appreciate the love we appreciate the listening appreciate the follows gonna try to get some merch going I know we've been saying that try to get some videos going but we're working on everything we're gearing up for a big guest, hopefully on our next episode, or coming up soon. So be on the lookout for that. Maybe a little FCC action. So, a little teaser there for you. Moving on into the third quarter, boys. Eastern Conference bubble update. Just run back the same topic here. What's your favorite Eastern Conference bubble story? I'm not going to tease me this time, but uh, I'll give it to you, Dill. What's your favorite Eastern Conference bubble story here?
1: Mm.
0: I oh, no, a tough one.
1: I mean, I talked about a, a poorly executed uh, bubble run for Lonzo in the last time, but right. um, I'm not sure if you're going to go into further depths here about uh, good old Warren.
0: Oh, you can take the walking bucket, man.
1: I just, I mean, he just went off and... Ridiculous, man. The Pacers, you know, didn't look too promising as far as kind of what their roster looks like. Um, but, I mean... They're a solid team, and I love the fact that they have a little thing going on between him and Jimmy Butler, you know, and I hope that...
0: Jimmy Butler put an end to that, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, like that, <laughs> after after that game, when they play the Heat... Um... Zero points in the second half. Come on now. But I think he was playing with an injury, too, and that injury isn't anything... Jimmy you know... or... No, no, no. Oh, TJ, with okay. The, with the planter. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. So, I but mean, like, he, hasn't he had
0: that the whole bubble, though?
1: Uh, I'm not sure, but the news only came out after. So it's similar to how John Morant right. had a thumb injury, how LeBron had a broken hand. It's, you know, it's one of those Nearly things. Nearly broken hand. It's one of those things to kind of validate why he didn't play It's just play a classic, tier.
0: like, you gotta feed your, your stands like a reason, give them a reason why. It's like, well, LeBron, I mean, right. so the four, if he five didn't have a broken up, hand, I mean, they clearly would have beat the Warriors. It's like, dude, they were right. getting their, their asses kicked either way. Come on.
1: So the, uh, four, John Morant didn't
0: up. have a broken hand. Or whatever, I I get it. Everybody's hurt, dude. You know, it's it's a tough season, long season, especially with the break in the middle. I'd imagine a lot of guys are nicked up because you're not in the flow of it. But I don't know. I certainly, I'm not down there bubbling up. Um, Dozier, you you sticking with T.J. Warren here? You got a different uh, Eastern Conference bubble story you're liking? Uh,
2: there's there's a few and I I looking at your notes, don't think I'll, I'll step on any toes here, but sure. I, I love the success that, you know, the Raptors and the Nets have had with the absence of superstars. Obviously, it's a little bit different scenarios, but the Raptors losing their finals MVP, Kawhi, and still locking in the two-seed in the East is awesome. Nick Nurse has done a great job with that, and uh, Van Fleet has really stepped up into a, a solid role there as well, so that's been fun. Yep. Uh, obviously, Raptors and Nets playing each other in the first round. Last I saw when I stepped in here, Raptors were giving them the business uh, but,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I, love, I love to see that the Nets were still able to make the playoffs too without Kyrie or KD um, so I mean if you can can you imagine having those guys both playing right now that would really rattle some things in the in the Eastern Conference bracket but um, I like seeing those teams succeed without the uh, without the superstars that they had or or could have had or you know will have in the future etc so uh, if you get off the court just one other little Eastern Conference plug was a uh, Saw that Jimmy Butler opened up a coffee shop in the bubble, and that he was charging so funny. twenty dollars a cup for coffee. And when he was asked about it, he just said, "Yeah, these guys here can afford
0: it."
2: <laughs> <laughs> just hilarious, dude! That can you imagine so he had twenty bucks a cup, but these guys are probably like, "Yeah, i will go get a cup from Jimmy."
0: He is such a goober, dude. Like, <laughs> I heard someone say—I think Terrence Ross said—coffee like from your Keurig in your room is like forty bucks a cup if you use their stuff. So Jimmy might be like. Hustling the hotel, making a little quick dough on the side. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I want to say a quick shout-out to, to the Nets. I believe 10 of their 12 rostered players were either in the G League this season or have played in the G League for their career, like started in the G League. So if you're wondering why they're getting pummeled by the Raptors, it's because most of their guys are not NBA guys. They're G League guys, but... Still very cool to see him out there. So, I think Joe Harris is probably the one who's not. And maybe Jared Allen, because he had probably hasn't gone down. So, those would be my two guesses as to who those people are. Karis He might be. I don't know. He might have gotten some minutes, like, early, though. Because, like, I don't know. They, a lot of the young guys, they'll just take, a little like, a little stint down there now. So, like, I know Dinwiddie was, obviously, but... So, quick shout-out to them. Quick shout-out to Donovan Mitchell putting up a 57-piece today. Holy crap. In a loss. So, six points less than Michael Jordan's playoff record, which is just absurd. So, shouts-out to Donovan Mitchell there um, with the 57-burger. Hopefully, they can maybe get a win there. But, obviously, you boys know what I'm excited for in this Eastern Conference bubble. The J-team has looked incredible. Jason Tatum... Jalen Brown, they've both looked super good. Kemba Walker has looked very good. His knee has been looking great in the return. Obviously, maybe not 100%, but he looks better than he did when we were in the season. So I'm very excited to see what the Celtics can do. Obviously, big matchup tonight against the Sixers, um, where we are definitely outsized. Probably not outmatched, but definitely outsized. So it'll be interesting to see how that storyline plays out, hopefully throughout the whole playoffs. If we make it to the finals, because I'm sure that'll be a story in every series. Well, the Celtics are too small. Well, guess what? We got a bunch of guys who can shoot. And we have, I think, for the first time in the NBA since, I I believe, 1965, we have three 20-point scorers on the same team. And Gordon Hayward has 17.6 points per game. So we almost had four right there. So we're ready to go. We got a lot of guys who can can give you a a couple points here, put a little 20-piece on you. So I'm excited to see what the Celtics are going to look like here. But uh, let's move on, boys. Get to our fourth quarter here. What you've been waiting for. A little predictions. Let's go a little rapid fire of the East and Western Conference. We'll just start working our way. You want to work from the back or the front up? Like games one or the eight? Or like the four or five matchup, I guess. What do you think, Dill? What are you feeling? Anything
1: Uh, We can go one, eight, and work towards the middle.
0: Perfect. Let's start then with Bucks versus Magic. Anybody going to be brave here? You believing in the Disney home court advantage? Because I'm putting out, I got my broom out of the closet ready here for this big old sweep. Doge, what about you?
2: No, I agree. I think the Bucks got this one handily, especially since Giannis is already back playing after that headbutt, like you said.
0: <laughs> Ridiculous. The The Magic are a big team, and Aaron Gordon's a good defender, so you give him a good chance to kind of defend Giannis, but nobody can really defend Giannis. So this is going to be a quick series, but the Magic are going to be a, a good matchup for him. I, I could see it maybe being five, but I, I'll predict the sweep if I was a betting man. Dill? Any Magic going to get any games? They they getting all the games? No games?
1: I'd be very surprised if they got a game. Yeah. Me too.
0: I agree. Boone is just ready for the playoffs, too. He's a good coach. So Let's move on to... Uh, we kind of predicted this one already a little bit, so let's stick your guns out there. Lakers-Blazers. We said six games for me, Lakers. Doge, you said the same?
2: It could go six or seven, so I'll... My, as far as predictions
0: are concerned, I think I'll go six. Okay, Diller. I'm going to go five then, for my predictions then. Ooh. Spice it up. I'm get, Let's heat up the takes, boys. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's the king. <laughs> Diller?
1: Blazers and six.
0: Blazers and six, he says.
1: Sheesh. He's, See, that's, that's heating up the
2: takes.
0: That, yeah, I mean, he's holding that thing under the fire.
2: That's like the first bite of a hot pocket right out of the microwave.
0: Blazers in six. Wow. I'm excited for the post-game one pod after the Blazers beat them, like smoke them. Dill's just like, dude, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right, boys. <laughs> in the east, we got number two Raptors versus the Nets. Anybody want to put the broom away? Or are we keeping it out?
2: I'll put the broom
0: away. You going five? Five games yeah, here? I think,
2: I think the Raptors have it in five.
0: I've got this as a pure sweep, no doubt. The Raptors are too good. They can change it up. Nick Nurse, like, move out of the way, Greg Popovich. Nick Nurse is the best coach in the NBA, man. They're so good, and they compete every night with no matter who they have, even though they don't really have anybody. Super, like, super amazing. They have a lot of really, really good guys, but nobody great. So I think this will be a sweep. The Nets just don't have anybody, like we said. A lot of G-Leaguers. Diller.
1: Uh and four. Yeah. I mean Kyle Lowry they're up by twenty two Kyle Lowry's three of fourteen from the field, so Yeah, he's uh, not having a good game. Siakam's four of thirteen. Uh Fred's got thirty. Woo. And I mean Siakam Fred. has uh Siakam has eighteen. But Fred's eleven of fifteen from the field, eight of ten from three. <laughs> Jesus. Dang uh, Ibaka Give him the- <laughs> Yeah, Ibaka is uh, solid with 22 off the bench. And uh, I think their defense overall is just too good. Yeah, their defense is so good. And, like, the Nets just don't have playmakers.
0: Yeah. Right. They just don't have their guys. Like, I mean, KD,
1: KD and Kyrie would be a totally different story, but they probably wouldn't be a seven seed. Right. So, this wouldn't be a matchup. Right. Likely. I mean, they almost stole
2: the. Stole the the fire away
0: from the Blazers in that in that last game of the bubble, dude. They they have the ability to pop off for a game or two. That's why I'm giving them the one. The Blazers are really bad at defense, dude. Yeah, that's fair. You gotta look. Every one of those games they've been in has been like 130 plus, going down to the wire. I I don't know. I I just don't think the Nets have enough firepower for them, which is proving to be true in the first game. We'll see if that stays the same. But I think, I think the Raptors
2: smoke them. I think it's still five games in my in my prediction, but I think the Nets can steal one
0: somewhere. Listen, I hope you're right cuz that means the Celtics are definitely beating the Raptors if we if they can steal one from them. But either way, I'll be excited. Moving on, boys. This is a this is one that we're going to probably debate a little bit more here. An exciting one. This is a good 2-7 matchup. Clippers versus the Mavericks. The best offensive team in NBA history versus the Claw versus Paul George versus Pat Beverly. That's right. Per 100 possessions, the Dallas Mavericks ended the season as the highest efficient offense in NBA history. Is that going to play a factor in this series, Dill? Or do you think it'll just be Kawhi Finals MVP coming out here? Just no, no load management all day long.
1: He's just going. I think the Clips will have all their guys back then, right? Like yeah, they Pathet should have everybody. And, yeah, I mean, that, I unless like be... Montrez is
0: not back from his grandma passing away and and not being in shape, like from coming back to that. Not like he wasn't in shape, but like getting back into game shape after that. I would expect them to have everybody. So,
1: I mean, Luca's great, but I mean they have PG Kawhi, yeah, a solid amount. I mean their team is deep. I mean I would be surprised if this went longer than five. Okay. Sure. Like Clips in five. Doge? I got Clips in six.
0: I want to say Clips in seven, but it's going to be Clips and six, I think. You got to give Doncic a game where they he wins that. And I think a combination of Doncic and Porzingis can win you a game. But, and I think they'll be, I think those will be early in the series because I think it'll be the Clippers taking one game to kind of gel to figure out. Because they really haven't played that many games, like, with their whole unit yet. So, yeah. That's going to play maybe a little bit of a factor but not really anything. If the Mavs had one more guy, which hopefully they can get this off season, this would be a really really great series. But right now it's just going to be Luka Doncic just putting the team on his back seeing what he can do. Which will be a lot of fun, but the Clippers mind you too have owned the Mavericks this year, I believe, beating them every time if not only losing to them once. So Doge, you got something else it looks like, potentially? Or no? I was
2: just gonna, yeah, I just want to see one game where we get some Boba magic. Like, maybe drops like 20 on the former team.
0: That'd be great. Oh, that'd be great. Just some good alley-oops from yeah. Doncic. Just, just
2: some standing dunks. Yeah, just
0: catching him while standing, then just dunking while standing. Never moves. God. It'd be so ridiculous to be that tall. <clears throat> All right, boys. Moving on here. Three versus 6 about to begin right now. Celtics versus the Sixers. Who you got? Tell me why. I'll let you guys go first. Doge, back to you.
2: I've got the Celtics, like you said. Uh, Tatum and Jalen Brown playing really well. Gordon Hayward and Kemba doing the same. Um, Like you said, also, I mean, Sixers have the size on them, but I think the Celtics are playing really good basketball, and I'm actually going to take the Celtics five over the Sixers. Sure.
0: Diller?
1: that's what i was gonna say doge uh historically i have not liked the 76ers they don't have ben simmons yeah no ben simmons kind of sucks gonna get hurt Not even kind of it and definitely sucks uh, but joel's get joel might get them one game that's it it'll be might a pretty pretty easy series i feel like for the boys
0: jeez oh, i hope so i think it's gonna be a long hard sweep So it's going to be a tough one, but it's going to be a sweep. Just like I said, I don't forget what episode it was, maybe 45. We're sitting here. I was going to go, the the damn Sixers are going to sweep the Celtics in the regular season, and we're going to turn around and flip around and sweep them in the playoffs because they can't play in the playoffs. Now, mind you, Ben Simmons is hurt. They definitely would have gotten at least a game, if not two. Some people would have said the series if Ben Simmons was there. So, that's definitely a factor, and I will be taking credit for it, even though I said it earlier in the year. But it is a bummer that Ben Simmons is out. So, poor one out for Ben Simmons. I don't think we poured one out for Jonathan Isaac either. Major pour one out for him as well. That sucked big time. Um, so, hopefully those guys come back and they get healthy. I think Jonathan Isaac was in a contract year too, which really sucks. So, um, poor one out for that young man. All right, well... It's a bummer for Joel Embiid. I think they got to get rid of Brett Brown out there. By the way, too. Figure something else out with those guys, but they have they have a weird team.
2: It's such a weird team. There's like coach could come in and instantly be like, I can fix this.
0: Well, they've got to get rid of some people too. Like, there's too much clogging with Horford and Embiid and Simmons. Oh, and Tobias Harris. Like all those guys are so huge, but. No Ben this time, so maybe it'll just be pure posting up Al posting up Embiid, which is like I'm s- low key scared of that, but I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be an issue. All right, moving on to another good matchup, which we just we just saw a result today from Donovan Mitchell spied up putting up a 57 piece, but losing to the Denver Nuggets here in the three six matchup with the Nuggets being the three, Jazz being the six here. So this is already 1-0, so we kind of already know a little bit about this one, but do you see the Jazz coming to even this up and then making it a series, or do you think this is going to be Nuggets' domination here? Mind you, this game went to overtime, so um, it's not like it was a a blowout by any means. So, Dill, I'll pass it to you first. What do you think?
1: I think Denver should definitely win the series in five. I think it may go six.
0: I think it'll probably go 6 as well Denver should win it, I agree I think they gotta figure out Michael Porter Jr. if they want to be really dangerous So maybe that will be why It would take them to get to the 6 Because he's not the best defender per se Maybe he's figuring that out still yep. But Jokic is, Should dominate Murray looked incredible tonight I think he had a 36 burger And I've been waffling on him forever But he had huge clutch buckets today So he at least looks good in the bubble and then it's really only Donovan Mitchell on the Jazz right now. So with Conley being out, with Bogdanovich being out of the bubble, I think that's going to be tough for them to advance. So I think Nuggets in five or six, probably six, just just the Donovan Mitchell factor. Mm-hmm. Doge, what about you?
2: I'm going to say Nuggets take it as well. I'm going to commit to the Nuggets in 5, though. If Donovan Mitchell went off for 57 and they still take the L, I
0: think... As soon as I said that, I was just like, no, dude, I should flip it because this is going to be the best Donovan Mitchell we're going to get.
2: Exactly. Um, you know, that's that's kind of what I'm taking it. Like you said, obviously Jokic just playing great ball. If they figure out MPJ and, and get him to really become a, a more... like a bigger weapon, kind of like you said, T, uh, I agree. But Jamal Murray playing hot I saw a cool stat that the last 37 points of the game he either assisted or scored 31 of the last 37 points in the game
0: oh yeah 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 I did see that
2: he was a part of every single bucket pretty much down the stretch so uh
0: (laughs) if it (laughs) wasn't if it wasn't I'm sure it was the pick and roll action with him and Jokic they passed it to Jokic then he passed it off so he was involved in every play from the Second half of that fourth quarter on to the whole overtime. He's definitely a huge part of their offense. It was awesome to watch.
2: Absolutely. So, obviously, you know, with this game going to overtime, I'm not willing to commit to the sweep, but uh, I do think the Nuggets will take care of it in five.
0: I feel it. I, I definitely couldn't see it doing that way. I could see it being a sweep. I could see it going six if Gobert kind of figures his stuff out, depending on when Conley comes back, too. But I don't think it'll be in this this series, potentially. All right, moving on. Four five in the East. The last series, we got a breakdown here: the Heat versus the Pacers. A um, little bit of bad blood there, like we kind of mentioned earlier with T.J. Warren, Jimmy Butler. They had a beef earlier this season. Uh, they hadn't played then till the bubble, and then Jimmy Butler, not just Jimmy Butler, but the Heat held T.J. Warren to zero points in the second half. Now, mind you, he did have an injury, but that was told to us after, so take that with a grain of salt. Could just be kind of hey. That was a bad performance. He also was hurt, too. Um, Who do you have in the series, and why, and how many games? I will go with the Heat in six because of Jimmy Butler, specifically Bam Adebayo. Very good. But the Pacers are missing one of their most important people, if I'm not mistaken, in Sabonis being out and being hurt. And with him being out, I think they are not as good as they could be because he opens up a little bit of a pick-and-pop kind of thing with that team, a little bit more than Miles Turner, and he can really, really bang in the post. So he would have been a great defender to go up against Bam and to take some of Bam's energy when he was playing offense. So I will be going with the Heat here in six games. But don't underestimate Nate McMillan. He's one of the most underrated coaches in the NBA, I feel like, and the Pacers are one of the toughest outs. In the NBA, I'd say. Um, <clears throat> Doge, what about you? Are you you sticking with the Pacers here, or are you going Heat?
2: As much as I would love to stick with the Pacers and the TJ Warren hot hand, um, I think I'm going to take the Heat in this one. But I am taking the Heat in seven. I think it's going to be a, a tough-fought series. Um, but yeah, if I'm if I'm picking between sides, I'm taking Jimmy's side on this one. And I also like Tyler Hero. I also like uh, Bam Adebayo, like you said. So... That's a right. fun team to watch and I think they will take the, the W out of
0: this, but hard fun theories, I think it may go seven. I could totally see it go at seven with with just the way these teams are and the way they can adjust <laughs> and the different kind of guys they have that can go off kinda like you mentioned, but with Pacers they could have Oladipo go off, they could have Brogdon go off too. So TJ Warren, of course, he's been going
1: off. So it's gonna be a fun one, there's no doubt. Dill, what do you think here? I'm uh I'm with you, Doge. I was thinking heat and seven. I think it's going to be a really tough series. It's going to be back and forth. I don't think there's going to be a huge blowout uh, either way in any of the no, games. Right. There could be one game where the whatever team just shoots like 20% from three, 35 to 40% from the field, um, which, I mean, can happen, but I don't see it being like that because they're both pretty good defensively. They're both good teams as an entire unit. And they both have players that can that can stroke it. So I think it's going to be the Heat in seven at the end of the day.
0: Sure, absolutely. We all got the Heat at least, so there you go. Sorry, Ed, poor one out. Um, moving on, boys. Last one. Save the best for last. Rockets versus Thunder. <clears throat> Russell playing his old team. Chris Paul playing the team that traded him that didn't want him. I guess James Harden's playing his old team, too. Um, who do you have in this series? Russell Westbrook out for the first games or first few games. It looks like they said, um, with a hamstring and then also Dennis Schroeder will be out, I believe potentially for the first couple games for the Thunder. So some big pieces missing from this, uh, incredible series, but still a lot of good talent on the floor. Obviously James Harden and the boys can go off at any point. And then Chris Paul, the maestro that he is, you think you, he could win any game if he walks into you know on the court. So, are you going with the beard? Are you going with point guard CP3 here, Dill? What do you got in this series?
1: Um, back and forth on how many games, but I think Houston's going to win it at the end of the day. I think with Russ being out, it goes to six. If he were healthy, and it still might be a five-game series. Wow. But I would say if I were putting money on it, I would be more comfortable with putting Houston at six.
0: I think that this will be going to seven games, I think. I just think these teams are so scrappy. They kind of know each other pretty well, with Russ kind of knowing the Billy Donovan offense and Chris kind of knowing the Mike D'Antoni offense and Chris Paul being such a leader out there, but James Harden being a guy that you just cannot stop. Especially, I don't think anybody on this Thunder team specifically is going to be able to. So, I think this is going to go 7. It's going to come down to whoever is healthier, I think, at the end of the day. But I will be taking the Rockets. I think those guys are just going to be too good in a Game 7. And I think James Harden also is aware that he kind of has to show up in one of these playoff series eventually. You know, I know that a lot of people don't give him a lot of credit for some of the stuff that he's done in the playoffs, even though he's had some good games and some big moments, but a lot of moments where he hasn't shown up. So I think this is a big test for him um, against Chris Paul in this first round. So I'll we'll see what, what he can do here. But I'm going with the Rockets in seven. Doge, what about you?
2: I also think it's going to go seven. Um, I'm going to take a bit of a homer
1: pick, and I think I'm actually going to get the Thunder to bounce the Rockets. Okay. Oh, Billy? Billy, I love my boy Billy. Um,
2: I love SGA, dude. Shea Gilders Alexander is so is good. He, he balls out, and with him and Chris Paul, I'm, you know, it's they're definitely the underdogs going into the series. But you know, maybe they can take advantage early in the series of Russ being out, right? And uh, and ride that into the end of the series, and hopefully, you know, if it gets the seven, it's just winner goes on, loser goes home. So mm-hmm. if they can get to that point, then who knows? I mean. The, the Rockets very much rely on the hot hand of Harden, and you know, Russ being there helps out a lot, but there are games that Harden can, can be off, and I think, you know, if the Thunder can take advantage of that, they can take this series.
0: No doubt, man. Do you think uh, Steven Adams is going to be more of a plus for the Thunder, or more of a minus? Because on offense, he's going to be the biggest guy in the court, can back down anybody, and then on defense, James is going to be able to pick him out every single time, and make him dance and probably pull up for three or get him in foul trouble. So, do you think he'll be... I mean, I think he's the biggest X factor in this besides the big, big boys. But um, I think if he has a good series, the Thunder are going to be really good. and It'll just depend on if he can stay on the court with those guys. Yeah, that's you- a
2: good point. You know, I think he will be, you know, more of a plus for the Thunder, especially just in the rebounds category. No just doubt. Just grabbing boards, obviously, going to be huge for them. You know, if, if Harden's driving down the lane and they or if they ever do any sort of you know screens and get him ISO'd with Harden, that's going to be an issue, but um, you know, defending the paint interior, uh, I think he'll do alright, but obviously just grabbing boards, he'll be the biggest guy out there, like you said, so I think he'll overall have more of a, a positive side to this series for the Thunder.
0: I think so, too, even though I'm picking the Rockets, I think he'll have a big factor too, with just second chance points. You don't want to give Chris Paul another look at the hoop if you can, so that'll be a big factor as well, but it's going to be awesome. Two great coaches, two, I mean, technically three, if you're going to put in Russell right now. I know he's hurt, but three point guard, MVP caliber players, you know, Hall of Fame level dudes. So this is going to be a great, great series. I can't wait for it. That's for sure. Um, <clears throat> any other little bubble notes, bubble things you enjoyed, liked, before we uh, send it here to our buzzer beaters, boys? No. No? All right. Moving on then, gents. Let's hit our buzzer beaters here. We'll wrap up the show. I will uh, I'll go first. I'm going to pull a little Jason Tatum, top of the key, sidestep, left step, pull up J. Just absolutely pure. Doesn't touch the net. Just great shot. And give a congratulations to the first team all bubble, which is Dame Lillard, James Harden, Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, and TJ Warren. So a bunch of guys that we mentioned on today's show. Uh, definitely deserving of it. I can't really think of anybody who would replace one of those guys on the list. Like, I think everybody deserves to be on there. That's on there. So congrats to those guys. I think they did a good job of that. And I think it was cool they did the Bubble Awards, even though you know, they don't necessarily mean anything. But I, I still think it was very cool. Um, <clears throat> Dill, any qualms with the first team all-bubble, or what do you got for your buzzer beater?
1: I think the bubble... Uh, first team, all bubble team makes sense. I'm glad that Giannis isn't on there, but yeah.
0: yeah, he wasn't great. You really don't like Giannis, man. Not
1: a big fan, of Giannis. But um, for my buzzer beater, I'm gonna go with a different sport. Call this one a walk off for baseball. Sure. So yesterday during Sunday night baseball, uh, who were the teams that A Rod compared the Rays to, as far as caliber wise? It was the oh, Yankees, yeah. Dodgers. So funny. And Cubs, and the right? Cubs, yeah. So he goes, you know, you know, other, you know, with the with the Yankees playing in the Rays division, um, you know, the Rays are a great team along with the the Dodgers and the Cubs, and it was just funny to hear that because those teams are all huge markets. Tampa historically has always been a team that you kind of have to just find little draft picks here, draft a guy, trade him off, get prospects, bring them up, um, but they started off really hot. They had a little cold streak in the middle of the season, but right now they're sitting for the third highest amount of wins in the league, Uh, but behind Oakland, the Dodgers, the Yankees, and they're tied with the uh, Twins. So they're above the Cubs, of which the Indians are tied with the Cubs for 13 wins. So um, both of my teams are looking good so far, and, and baseball's been interesting with the covid suspended games and how that is going because some teams have only played 17 games Uh, other teams have played like 22 to 23 so i'm curious how much we're going to be able to get of this if we're not able to get all of it so i'm curious how this is going to end but um exciting that baseball is back
0: no doubt and
1: it's been uh for the most part it's been pretty solid i'm glad the astros have sucked so
0: yeah, we'll get to that on another pod. I'm yeah. excited to talk about that for sure. Oh, yeah. They've been buns. Good for them. Um, <clears throat> bunch of cheaters. Doge, walk it off here per Dill. Or uh, I guess if you got the buzzer beater or if you got the uh, the final penalty kick. Whatever you want to call it. I'm going to – we don't have much time. Our inbound is all the way at the other hoop, so I might just have to keep up a half-court shot. Put her up. Are you pulling up from Dame's – Dame, like Devin Booker range? From the logo, just logo, logo Doge. The odds of me making that
2: were the odds really of Thunder to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year was less than one
0: oh, percent. Hilarious.
2: And now they're now they're in the four or five seed game. So um,
0: comfortably in out. the playoffs. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts
2: out to them for for making the best of this situation. Obviously with the. <laughs> with what they were going with, uh, into the beginning of the season in that disgusting Western Conference, not a lot of people gave them credit. I admittedly don't didn't really think they'd be where they are now at the start of this season. So, uh, shouts out to them for proving us wrong, and I hope they take it in seven, baby. Let's go, Thunder!
0: Yeah, major shout out to Chris Paul. Like he just turned that team completely—not completely around, but I mean, I know they were talking about trading him, and they weren't. Nobody's expecting them to do anything. Like I said, with the percentage, I know we didn't really. Um, expect much from them. We we, we thought they are made decent, but not the five seed by any means. So, um, major hats off to, to Chris Paul and the boys. Billy Donovan and that three-guard system is pretty cool to see. So, all right. We got a bunch of playoffs to go watch here. Celtics are playing right now, boys, ladies and gentlemen. So, I got to get rolling. We appreciate you listening. Doge, thank you for being on. We appreciate it. Thank big, you as always for this. Big Dilly, thank you for being on.
1: Oh, yeah. Doge meant to say I love the uh, old headband. Oh, yeah. flow, Swaggy flow right now.
0: A little bandana action. And uh, thank you for listening, fans. A little tidbit if you've made it this far, since I don't know how many people make it to the end. But we are working on adding an interview with an FC Cincinnati player in an upcoming episode. So uh, not confirmed yet, but we're working very hard on it for you. So if you are listening, thank you for listening. There's a little extra... Little tidbit for you there at the end. We appreciate it. This is The Clubhouse.